You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, gang. Welcome back to the Watch Long Critical Commentary Podcast, recorded here on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. We are your hosts, Ryan. And I'm Chloe. And uh, we are here uh, continuing to muddle through in this indie podcast scenario at the height of a pandemic um, with a wonky sound equipment, um, but I think we're actually going to do pretty well on the freezing front today because Ryan and I have both turned off our Zoom cameras. Um, it, but it took us all 10 episodes, but we've almost figured out how to do this in time for the hiatus. Exactly. And that's the big exciting news, I think, is there's a bit of a hiatus, which means that things could look very differently in July, um, which is when yeah. the show picks up again, and um, Ryan and I might just be able to sit in the same room, partially vaccinated. Here's it sort of hoping. depends what happens with the vaccine rollout in Canada. It's- all up in the air. Congratulations, all the listeners out there who are vaccinated in some capacity. Awesome. I love it. Great. Keep going. I'm going to keep signing my elderly uncles up because they won't think of it otherwise, but they do as they're told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's interesting. Um, I was on, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast already, but um, most of my, my dad's side of the family lives in the United States. And um, we were on Zoom with all of them, and they're pretty much all vaccinated. Um, Great. And it's just, it's very reassuring. I think because the medical system in the States is a little bit more precarious, so it does make me feel good that they, they've all been vaccinated mm-hmm. now, especially my 94-year-old grandfather. <laughs> yep, everyone vaccinated is one last vector out in the world causing havoc. Yeah, also, for any of our listeners who um, might be indigenous um, or who are indigenous, um, uh, whether you have a status card or are or self-identify, um, you oh, yeah. if you're over 18 years old, you are now eligible to get the vaccine in British Columbia, uh, so-called, which is where Ryan and I live. If you didn't yeah. know that yet, get on the phone because you are entitled to a vaccine. It is fantastic. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Okay, Ryan. Well, how did we feel about this episode? We were saying before we started recording that for its genre, we feel like this episode is pretty rich, honestly. This episode is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. It is a lot. Yeah. I I don't know exactly how I'm feeling, but I felt a lot. Um... There's a few. There's a few real bold choices and twists. Um, delighted to see what happened to Charles. In I asked for it. I asked for it. <laughs> and um, Cheryl's a witch. The Blossom women are witches. Full tilt. Well, I figured I'm. I'm curious about where this is going because um, <laughs> I recognized the woman who's playing Minerva. That actor plays Agatha mm. on Sabrina. Oh yes, and I don't. So oh, what I'm, a nice I'm, I'm five minutes role. in. I'm five minutes into the final episode of the final season of Sabrina, so I don't know the oh, outcome. Yes. I don't know if Agatha like if if there's some wacky crossover. I don't. I don't know anything. So don't tell me. <laughs> um, so last night you texted me excitedly about that episode about the um, the Stone Philosophers in season four. Yes, uh, we were laughing about that, and I was just about to watch this week's episode and i got so confused for a moment like sean's back in season five like <laughs> are we had drug trip hallucinations the stone philosophers what and then the episode gave me what it gave me and i i honestly spent the whole time expecting a hallucinogenic um brett to pop out oh, and spook jughead <laughs> no i was watching um no i was watching sabrina last night keeping myself awake from my night shift tonight um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm interested, I'm glad that that actor is getting more work. Uh, she's really fun to watch. She's a good performer. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I am, I am interested to see, I'm interested to see if now that Sabrina's over, if Riverdale is going to take on mm. a- anything mm-hmm. because, um, no longer any fake out to it 
Well, that also, and now that they're older, I'm noticing that the CW is quite comfortable with them kind of um, doing more risque stuff, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, outside of very specific sort of defined genre sexualization that has always been part of the formula but has evolved in, in yes ways. exactly and um yeah i'm just curious i'm curious i'm also umming a lot today sorry riverdale gang um um, 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 um. <laughs> i'm just tired I'm just tired. Uh, Night shifts do that to you, Chloe. But also, night shifts make you ramble without thinking about it. So, you know, you get get some of your best quiffs after too many night shifts. Yeah, maybe. Not always intentional or well-crafted or at the right moment, but... We'll see. So (laughs) I'm I'm pretty to to jump in. I don't know about you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pincushion man it up. All right. Okay. Um, Let's queue up our uh, video recording devices of your choice. Uh, with play ready to go, and we're on Netflix, so cueing off the Netflix Badoom in three, two, two one, one, play. Badoom. Bah. And then this trash. I hate this sound. I will sing over it. I have to say, this opening sequence really surprised me. They were, they. I feel like the writers were much like, "Oh no, we're going on hiatus." Okay, we got to make this interesting for people. They'll kiss. Okay. Yes, and it was very, very cute. Oh yeah, um, it's plenty. I. This feels fresher and newer than ten episodes in this relationship, even though it is ten episodes developed now, and that's like I'm. There's a there's a really bright, fresh energy. Mm-hmm. between these two that I'm enjoying. That's bringing something really different to the show. Um, seeing seeing 25-year-olds Twitter-pated is a whole different deal than seeing 17-year-olds Twitter-pated. Yes, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Conversely, this moment surprised me. I was very surprised after where we ended in the last episode that these two were physically intimate. That really surprised me. Yep, yep. I... It was a neat beat for them to take, um, because I think that is a reality that a lot of couples will default to. Like, whether they've been intimate or not, they are, yeah, presumably they've slept together. But they're together. That's the default, even in the midst of a big fight. And I don't, I don't know that that sticks for everyone. But it, like, I, I, I feel like Chad and Veronica, there's some of the same dynamic played out at points. Uh, more mm. in the past than this episode. I am a little conflicted about Chad and Veronica this episode. Oh, yeah, Although wow. it certainly, it certainly brings some, some stark and potentially real big old themes around financial abuse and extortion and in that, into the relationship. Yeah, that scene is incredibly manipulative. Um, and I'm interested to know if mm. Veronica will later name that as, as, uh, just to use a very charged word, uh, as date rape later in the show. Um, mm. Because he essentially manipulates her into a certain mood and misleads her by giving her the wrong information and she sleeps with him. So I think there's definitely some some room for claiming there's, that. It's a very uncomfortable scene issue. for me. Yeah, there is consent issue to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. We don't often see Kevin and Archie together as a pair. I thought it was kind of fun to see them yeah. together as a pair in this episode. Kevin Kevin fills out Archie's gangs for him occasionally, but yeah, yes. it was nice to see Kevin taking a lead. Archie's militias properly at this point. Let's <laughs> to use the contemporary terminology. This was so charmingly ridiculous skipping through their forest hand in hand in these bold bold jewel tones and bright colors I I loved it it's like for the world that they've decided for Cheryl to be living in this this year this this season or this this episode really this plot line (laughs) yeah it's uh, sorry i'm distracted by the fact that um gathering maple sugar is actually a very old indigenous practice that's all just feel the need to name that um predates white people making maple syrup um nana rose i am not into how you're treating cheryl in this episode at all we are seeing the uh 
legacy and trauma of intergenerational blossom dynamics in a fresh new way, Nana Rose, like this episode. Um, but also like maybe they're legitimately witches of a dark coven. Yeah, maybe. Like curses, curses, curse. Like remember. Remember in Sabrina, there's that episode just where yes. an ancient biblical evil is trapped in the Blossom Grove? Like, maybe, Do. I mean, yep, the ancient Blossom Coven seeping life out of a biblical figure for their dark, uh, dark purposes, making maple syrup on stolen indigenous land. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious to see how hard they lean into that. I also love how surprised Cheryl looks when the winds pick up. I love that, like, oh my god, it worked. I thought that was, like, a really fun choice that's coming up mm-hmm. later in the episode. Um, I didn't know I wanted to see Penelope. I didn't know I missed Penelope, but I was excited. Yeah, I saw that actor coming Penelope. out of the same uh, salon I go to um, yesterday. I almost said oh, something to her, like, I love your show, bye! But then I re- restrained myself. <laughs> Beautiful small Vancouver. Yeah. Um, Cole's Instagram story about the geese the other day. Chloe texted me out of the blue to check Cole Sprouse's Instagram. Yes. Observed some very Vancouver geese. (laughs) Yeah, a very, very charming set of stories about Canadian wildlife from (laughs) Cole Sprouse. Thank you very much. I don't know how I feel about this plot line. Hello, voice of systemic corruption. It's not so much... So Uzbekistan... So Archie was operating in Uzbekistan. Right. I don't... I don't think that's... weird. I don't think Uzbekistan is at war with America, which is no, you know, no reason America wouldn't have troops in it. No, but I think that the... I think what the writers of this show have done is, like, Uzbekistan is standing in for Afghanistan, and Uzbekistan is small enough and not on the world stage enough that people can just kind of get away with it, and it sounds fake. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. Um, Please just make up a fake country. (laughs) That said, that said, pseudo-Slavic fake countries are their own massive problematic thing. Like, I can... It's a tough... It's a tough line to walk yeah in like any, why in this like why story. even why even name it like why not just say overseas in the line you know yeah a choice to place of place and realism that has maybe unintended consequences yeah um so making betty listen to her dead serial killer dad's therapy tapes yeah it's not great the the what i mean glenn like stab glenn again Give him more yeah. flesh wounds. I also, I'm also a little concerned. There's a few things I'm concerned about, but let's focus on this moment. Um. Whoa, my mic fell. <laughs> Have fun in editing, Chloe. That's okay. It's all good. <laughs> so, um, this is, yeah, like, this is some kind yeah, step of... step one of manipulation we do not like. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's... I hope they do this justice and do it well with the seriousness of this conflict. I hope it's not a fun banter jaunt yeah. at any point again. We've de- we've entered a very serious uh, territory and a very a very um, weighted and and rich potential place for representation and conversation. Yeah, but a lot a lot of landmines as well. So this is an interesting moment because I think that there are actually mechanisms in the military, probably often unused, um, Mm. to respectfully respond to orders um, if you're not 100% sure. Um, I remember hearing a little bit about that in the second season of Serial, if you're... Mm. If you're concerned about leadership in your platoon, say, or your um, your unit, there are there is recourse. Um, it's true, but it may not be anywhere near instant enough for an unfolding scenario, which is what Archie seems to be pre- presented with, right? Right, exactly. Like it's an ongoing 
major conversation and scandal about, uh, I don't think it has ended for decades, the conversation about sexual abuse uh, and assaults in the military. I know Canada's going through a fresh wave of revelations mm-hmm. and officials at the moment. Um, and, like, there are so many cultural components that, no matter how many systems you have in place, are discouraged from use still in a lot of, in, in still in a lot of contemporary military cultures and there's a lot to challenge define toxic yeah um i thought i something about this scene really worked for me like a very clear statement of here's where i'm at here's where i'm at here's where we're both at cool 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 we're going to be friends but the the sizzle is acknowledged um yeah that, that felt very real very to me much. um this felt very grown up in in a string of representing underrepresented examples of healthy relationship models or valid and viable relationship models. Yeah. Uh, this is a great, another very nice tick. You, sparks don't mean you have to get together. It's true. I that's, also... That's important. Um, also, <laughs> um, Tabitha, it turns out, is a terrible trip sitter. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no. Don't leave him handcuffed. No. I mean, she clearly doesn't know anything about psychoactives. And and I judge Jughead so, so much for some of his decisions, primarily buying, yeah. like, $300 rooms. What kind of, what kind of white prep school cocaine prices <laughs> are... What New York art boy? I don't even... Yeah. There's a dispensary in Vancouver, in down, downtown on Granville Street. Where you can get cyclamen. It is gray market, much as the marijuana and um, the cannabis industry was in Vancouver for years. But literally on Davy and Canby, you can go buy, uh, like, about 20 bucks for a a dose of cyclamen. Right. Yeah. That's also I, Canada. I, I thought the whole sequence was a little weird. The way they talk about drugs on Riverdale has always been kind of odd anyway. They blur it all... They blur it all. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jingle Jangle is ecstasy, or Jingle Jangle is meth, because it's played say. both yeah. roles. Two very different And those are... Chemical Yeah, compounds. two very different. Two very, very, very different substances. And mixing the two doesn't make it any better, narratively. Um, yeah, I agree that there's steps where, like, the clear attempt to avoid the actual real-life issue creates... A weird resonance that, like, thinking of the the random Uzbekistan military setting, thinking of drugs, how maple shrooms are treated, and the fact that they're maple shrooms, mm-hmm. and the fact that Jughead's New York drug dealer on credit will send him a runner out to the boondocks for days for three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's it's odd. That's Very not odd. how drugs work. Yeah. It's odd. <laughs> um, also, this scene is like, the. it's just, you know, you know that something bad's about to happen just because of the way they're talking to each other. It's really kind of yes, grim. Alas. It's ominous. It's fine. It's only one trip. What could change? Yeah. Drama, drama. Drama, drama. And Archie doesn't start it this time for once. Okay, so the 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 stone cold murder babies. Yeah, I mean, often when children hurt each other, <laughs> they don't understand the consequences and they don't understand why it was bad until later in their lives. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, at that like at second grade, their sense of empathy, especially in this family, may not be entirely well formed. And like we, Betty was a similar age when she was essentially groomed by her father with trauma around killing. Mm-hmm. Like we've dealt with that specific experience. What is this like Wonder Woman esque cheer outfit that Cheryl is wearing? I feel oh, like this was in a longer scene, and we don't get the scene. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that tracks. That tracks. It's it's an unused uniform that someone really was proud of and should be. Yeah, I was a little surprised yeah, this is... that this we got this scene. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. I mean, in some ways, given the demographic, I guess it's good that they're not going for a realistic drug deal scenario like 
this isn't exactly modeling behavior sure. or repeatable behavior. This won't get you drugs, kids. I promise. Yeah. But uh, in that regard, as far as like considering the audience and the, the the CW market, maybe I'm asking for too much gritty realism in a place that I should really chill out. Yeah. Also, I mean, I feel like if teenagers are going to become drug users, there's a siren going on in the, in the background. I'm so sorry, Riverdale gang. I live across from a hospital. Um, you might hear it in duplicate. Ooh. Because um, we're across the street from each other on bad Wi-Fi. What was I going to say? Uh, I feel like children figure out how to take drugs if they are determined. So whether or not the behavior is accurate in a television show, I sort of wonder if mm. that doesn't make any difference. To some I I would, I would say accurately representing, um, like, the steps of acquiring drugs on a youth-targeting show. Like, I think there is some responsibility for not not giving someone a script that will get them into trouble when you are working with young adult, young adult audiences. Mm. Um, like, there are, there are ways to cover intense subject matter um mindfully and respectfully but um yeah. 13 reasons why is a really good example of of what not to do in uh, are they in um t- you know t- trying to tell a very serious story about bullying and conflict and identity and suicide they created a very glamorized suicide scenario mm. that included a lot of very graphic and explicit depictions um of the sort that have been found to be repeatable and to to you know, when reported publicly in the news, for example, the specifics of a suicide, there is often a spread-off pattern of other similar pattern suicides. That information going out into the community often becomes reality in some form or, the, or another, which is not to say these people would not have um, harmed themselves in some other manner. That's true. But it, it's a troubling and real connection that that we that we are aware of in our public health in our media and in our news Mm. and that i think it's um i think it is a real thing that modeling bad behavior right down to you know taking smoking out of movies yeah it's a good what you what you normalize um and normalizing things that are impossible and hypothetical and fantasy is perhaps a safer choice at times yeah um, it's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for all that. Uh, we talked through um, uh, Glenn doing something deeply uncool. <laughs> um, and uh, I, it's interesting. I feel like we're Glenn. kind of getting a tour of Riverdale past and present here. Like, this mm-hmm. guy's back, and we didn't see her, but we heard them talk about um, Mary Andrews and... They're really dramatically resetting the chessboard. Yeah. I have to say, the whole prison breakout thing and (laughs) Charles and Chick showing up, like, it felt, that all felt very, like, season two and three of Riverdale to me in a way that I was, like, not 100% Mm -hmm. here for. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and then a quarantine. Just, you know, we returned from our mission and... There's a quarantine. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just weird for weird for weird for narrative twist in a very um, ungrounding way. This was a wild episode, and like I remember when they when they had Riverdale erupt into a riot, they did commit to some pretty bold visuals and storytelling and cinematography that at least made it a Michael Bay spectacle. I have to pause for Cheryl comfortably shutting this down yeah also this I, outfit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's an outfit for destroying Hiram Lodge what the heck Reggie did they just not did they need to change the order of the episodes or something <laughs> because Reggie makes no sense here to me and I guess that could be a Reggie note that he is very flippy floppy wishy-washy in a lot of ways he's very um manipulable Mm-hmm. One could say vulnerable if he weren't pointing guns at so many people. Um, this whole scene is so much. I don't understand this. What this woman's doing? Um, she's stirring 
she's stirring the pot. Everyone's stirring the pot right. here, and Jughead is just like, I'm an uncomfortable man. My first pass through, I sort of did a double take of like, oh, your recent ex is now a drug runner? Full time? Yeah, I like, don't know. Thinking, like, this episode gave me a lot to chew on regarding, like, so so what's Jughead's life exactly? I didn't think it was quite that, quite that, quite this that we're all getting. I didn't think it was quite this. Ugh, this is so, this is dangerous. Run, Veronica. Get out. He hates him. Do not dance. Do not expose your vulnerable neck and back. Do just... Yeah. Hiss. Hiss and fluff your feathers. Yes. Hiss and fluff. <laughs> That's such a good, I like that sound bite. Now is the time to hiss and fluff. <laughs> yes, the exact moment. I think I'm going to start using Ugh. that. I think I'm going to become a hiss and fluff person. <laughs> Delightful to make up new terms for you. Oh, I just hate, I hate watching this whole scene. I just am so... Veronica is it's tough to watch Veronica go through this a second time through like this is this is um, this is a weightier plot than I expected from Riverdale as far as you know that's not necessarily true because that's not that far from Hermione's reality in season one it's not really whatever I was expecting Veronica to to go and the um the vulnerabilities that they're exploring with veronica and the extreme ups and downs and identity and security um there's some meat there that i that i'm surprised by yeah absolutely uh, also i think you are supposed to stay with someone if you're trip sitting them aren't you yeah that's the point so they don't walk outside and take their clothes off because right. sometimes some things make sense that don't actually make sense when you're um, really, A really detail happy. I really liked in this scene is that they have a new type of alcohol. Um, and it's not like you see him opening the bottle. Like, it's just a very, I don't know. It's just like mm. a fun detail. They've really props been to show a passage of time. Yeah. Props that, props that tell the story a step further. Underrated and valuable. And I can, like, he's sociopathically charming here. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 I find it interesting that as smarmy and dangerous as he is, they, you know, they have him put up a really good facade and romantic front until he hard flips. Like, we're kind of with Veronica on this, on this seduction which is not so much about the sexual seduction as the power seduction yeah i also i also do wonder if where we're going with this plot line is something very riverdale like chad has been in hiram's pay this whole time to keep veronica in check it may be i mean i want to question hiram's competence after this episode yeah fair enough I'm gonna blow my own prison out. That'll look great to the investors. The hell? Filled the town with dangerous convicts who I paid to trash things? No one from the Department of Corrections will investigate a prison escape with dozens of casualties. Right. <laughs> Including nearly an FBI agent. Like, that's not not national news. It's not an everyday that's for sure. Yeah. Like. Ugh. Yeah. This. Ooh? I just. This was very like season two, three of Riverdale to me. But I'd... with a fraction the budget point. Yes. Kudos for for Penelope for owning that shot for that art that actress for like really owning and returning in that shot because mm-hmm. there wasn't much to work with but her expression there and it worked. Only the CGI fire. Okay, Reggie, back the hell up. Your nose yeah, is... Yeah, there's like a full... You don't have eyebrows. <laughs> Run! You don't have eyebrows. Oh, Reggie. No. 
Also, is his car on near that fire? <laughs> is that just what I just saw? so much wrong with Reggie. Kevin's an amazing Glee Club director. And then all the parents you need to impress are surrounded by dangerous criminals trying to destroy you. Oh, God. What a wild way to throw Archie into a cage match again. Yeah. Remember that time Archie just, like, had to fight 20 people in a ring? Oh, yeah, I do. That Penelope Oops, somehow recruited... really hard, sorry. No, that's your problem, Editor Chloe. It's true. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, my God, this how terrifying. This was a lot. Um, I was kind of delighted by the idiot boyfriend. Like, himbo chick just floating along. So, I, it's really interesting. I didn't know how to feel about this, like, evil power couple thing. I just, I don't know. Those sandwiches look good, though. I'm into this, all this birthday food, for sure. Yes. There's, there's, there's enough precedent and trope and genre and inversion of, like, a couple of brilliant sociopathic white thrill killer gay boys in love with each other to unhealthy degrees. Like that's, that's enough of a established story in a few generations of media that like, it feels like fair game for me for, for what this show has done overall with its, its queer representation and exploration. Um, I'm, I'm cool with these evil gays from that point of view. Okay, great. Yeah. I also love that um, uh, I feel like Alice has become a very grounded character, but her weak spot is definitely her children, you know? Yep, including this is the so, one so who, foolish. Like, even including the fake one who's dating the real one who were both just mm. in prison. <laughs> like, she often culted that one time for the baby, for the Polly, and now this, the ordainment and the like trusting him after whatever put him in jail. Yeah. Just, yeah. She, yeah, she's got a huge blind spot. You're right. This I really like that for... even though Archie comes out on top here, it, it doesn't, he doesn't look like a superhero fighter. They've been very careful with the fight choreography where he looks capable without mm. looking kind of all-powerful, which I really like. Yeah. They've scaled some of the hyperbole away with the aging. Yes. It's a, yes. it's a subtle it's a subtle distinction, but yeah, but it's an important uh, change to it. Yeah, and yeah. he is you know he is a soldier with combat experience here, and like I I I I don't this is an Archie who is a little more violent even, but e efficiently so mm. in a lot of ways. Like, this is an Archie who's killed a lot of people. Yes. Although I don't know how... I'd be curious to know how much hand-to-hand -hand combat training soldiers mm. receive. If anything, I feel like that's just an Archie thing. Yes, that's true. <laughs> if anything, he's gotten rusty in, with his time with a gun. Yes. Ooh. Wabam. <sighs> yep. That just 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 holding oh, up a random group at a high school. Everything's normal about this. There are no questions to ask. Nothing's weird. This is this is totally a breakout plan. This is what people in prison want. A high school teachers watch. Well, yeah. I mean, they've been they've been told <laughs> to go here by Hiram. I assume. Yes, it explicitly says that. Yeah. It just. The, 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 that absurdity took me out of touch from really buying into what they were selling me emotional beat here. Like there's a, there's a, there's a B genre game being played with Mission Impossible Archie Andrews. Yeah. I, again, I don't really understand the, why the exchange between the general and the, and Archie is, I just don't, I don't know if I'm interested in this mm. plot line yet. Where did, where did Juniper get a bouquet? Just That's funny. Around the house. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, Glenn. surprise! Bad move. I 
I actually love how immediately Betty sells him and destroys him with his own stupidity here. Like, like she immediately turns him into an effective prop and he deserves it. Yes. <laughs> Stab Glenn again. I love the I love the sides that I love how Betty changes sides so much in this conversation. Like she's yes. really the only yes. the only three people that she actually cares about in this moment are her mother and the kids. Mm-hmm. And she do, she does that by taking sides with Charles and Chick or taking sides with you know what I mean like she she moves her allegiance around in a really fun way. She played it very ruthlessly yeah. for a family gunfight. Which is sort of the Cooper way on Riverdale. There's an interesting reference here to taps that I, I wonder if oh. wonder if it's intentional. Um, taps? Taps is a, a movie about a military academy. It's essentially a high school. And the inciting incident is the, um, the general, who's the head of the school, um, mm. accidentally shoots an intruder on the property who's from one of the other high schools. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. and he, he, yeah, it's a, um, it's quite a movie, a very, very young, uh, Sean Penn, like, sorry, mm. not, oh yeah, a very young Sean Penn and a very young, um, Tom Cruise, like Ooh. under 20 in that movie. Anyway, um, I did wonder if there was like, there's a moment at the school at the front of the school, like at an entrance of the school where the general accidentally shoots one of these kids. And I do wonder if it's sort of an accidental or on purpose allusion to that. Anyway. Right. It, it makes me think there are maybe some genre tropes playing in Archie's plot line that I, I, that we are not picking up on that. There are like, there are some hard lighting choice. There are some hard stylistic choices and there are some intentional fight choreography, uh, choices in that sequence that does make it distinct from say this sequence very very different visuals very different aesthetics very different acting yeah um so it it yeah it's not unlikely that there's a lot that i'm missing in the archie plot line that might might enrich that as it was it didn't land super hard for me that dynamic i'm i'm not super interested in the general and i'm baffled that this general wouldn't you know call 911 Right. Or assume that's an option. Like, that's, you know, it's not, it's a real thing that some areas do not have any policing coverage. But it's also a real thing that when you're traveling, you assume if armed convicts emerge en masse. So this whole sequence is like straight out of season two, three Riverdale, specifically season two, I would say. I'm a little bit delighted by Charles' performance. Like, I, I'm i delighted by what that actor gave with the material he got this episode. There's a huge transformation, like an almost, in, a, a, an unrecognizable transformation in play mm-hmm. that I was delighted to see, regardless of how it worked in the story, regardless of where it landed and anything else. His performance jumped. Trust me, stab! <laughs> I can't believe he, she did it. And then Chick's dead. Yeah. And we never comment Finally. on Chick's dead. And he's... I, I love how it goes so immediately from Chick is in the family to... And we've removed Chick from the equation and we'll not mention him further. <laughs> so, did... I, I wonder what's going to happen with poor Alice uh, accidentally... Oh no, mm-hmm. he survives, right? It's. I mean, it's also not her first gunshot and, and murder intentionally. Bad moves. Um, the 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 Jughead with the chest tattoo and the stash is just so hilariously. It's referential to a very real style and look, and it amuses me a lot. Um, I really, I, first of all, rude Jughead, very, very rude. Um, and Mm -hmm. also, um, 
I not good trips. Oh man, this I just I hate this whole sequence. I also mm. felt so uncomfortable watching Betty and Jughead make out. I don't know what it was about it, but I just was like, I hate this. Something about this feels so gross to me. Hmm. It's a weird plot, and it goes it goes big. Mm-hmm. Arguably bigger than the other plots, I would I would say, just by nature of putting active hallucinations. Again, that's not really how drugs work, but that's an interesting visual representation of something. Of something. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, and it's... We've already towed the line of, like, Jughead substance use and abuse as a plot point. Um, it's interesting. I've, I've started to notice that in a lot of horror podcasts. Like, it's, it's just, I think, it's not a new twist, but it's something I, I've been picking up on a bit more, maybe through this season, watching Jughead. Mm-hmm. Um and the horror questions of, of mental health or aliens or substance use or monsters. It's a... Yeah. It's a, it's a common paradigm. Something about this scene just, like, really turns my stomach. I don't know what it is. Well, it's supposed to. Whatever. Well, yes, like, I feel true. like there's... I feel like there's some artistry going on that we're not fully picking up on as well. Like, the mm-hmm. rat is not the first ominous thing put in by the design team. It's just the first thing that jumps cleanly, right? Like, right. we've already got such a unsettling cinematography. Um, we're, we're in just as bold colors as Archie's plotline, but instead of hard, steady lines, everything is fluid and flowing. It's very amorphous and disorienting. And then suddenly we are inside the carousel. Yeah, Mumsy? Nightmare child. I am back here with all of my drama. (laughs) Ah, flames are encroaching. We must pray. This came so far out of left field. I know. I don't even... I... I felt in the moment delight, but I don't even know. I don't even know... What the Blossom Coven means. We sacrifice the interloper. Minerva's like, bye! (laughs) I got into what now? Yeah, I'm extorting you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, yeah, this whole thing, what is this altar? Like, what is, yeah, big Sabrina Mm -hmm. vibes here. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. This is an unexpected direction and it's it's not like they haven't hinted at nana rose and witchcraft before but yeah yeah i didn't catch that look of awe and surprise on cheryl's face the first time but um i was surprised she went with it but i yeah seeing it as a discovery that she is making as well is interesting not the direction I was expecting for her, but actually yeah. a direction that works really well for the um, the kind of bold, creepy manner aesthetic that that they've been playing with her this mm-hmm. season. Yeah, I think it it's it matches with the palette. Yes, absolutely, it does match with the palette. Um, <sighs> this whole sequence, Stab him I'm too. so worried about Veronica. Stab him too. Also, mm-hmm. the bold, dark reality of, like, um, murder-suicide by traffic accident is a very, very real thing in domestic violence. Whether it's oh, a helicopter or a car. I don't think car. I knew that. Yeah, that is a not uncommon, terrible end for uh, a lot of people um, hmm. in abusive relationships when a partner decides that they would like them both to be dead. Um, getting into a severe accident is one method that is really tragically common. So for what Veronica's circling around here is, is is a very, very real and weighted thing. Right up there with um, with Betty's plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, oh, I don't I'm not really care. interested in seeing. I'm not interested in watching Are this you play out. I wonder Captain why. America. I watched Captain America: Winter Soldier. I don't need. I don't need the TV Redux. It's just I find this this 
something I find very painful about scapegoating in the military and military trials. I don't, I'm not really mm. sure quite what. Um, and I here have we trouble are. with hyperbolic examples and and balances in the military, whether as an enemy or an ally or an, or a force of any sort. Like the 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 comic book heel is not the note for me. Like it it, it rings really untrue to hmm. military. It reads deeply fictionalized to me. Um, surprised to see. Surprised to see? Honestly, just surprised to see uh, Jughead with the shirt off. Yes. Nice shot. Didn't happen a ton in the earlier seasons. Um, I, ooh, Tostitos product placement. Um, We're leaning into specific beefcake trope. Yes. Um, I, uh, um, had something to say about that Jughead moment, and I can't remember what it was now. Just, I guess maybe that that character has, like, nearly died twice and is now missing, and I just feel like, I feel like that's a device that this show uses a lot. Jughead's gone. Where is he? Let's find him. But, like, he's also extremely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. In ways that the show exploits and explores, you know, when when he was a kid, and now like he's living in the murder bunker. He's yes, a teacher true. at the school, and he's living in the murder bunker. Yeah, and his great. friends know this. Like the, I mean, or I guess he's tripping in the murder bunker. That makes more sense. Yeah, I think he lives with Archie. Uh, yeah. Doesn't he? Still, just ah. Uh, it's. It, it is a concern that he could not or did not ask Archie to trip sit. Yes. Yeah, I feel Although like Archie, Archie would have been a good fit for that, or even his buddy Jackson. They probably would have just like kept him in check and cracked jokes. Mm-hmm. Sit around, play a video game. But I do think that is a common trope um, in heterosexual mascul- masculinity of feeling comfortable being vulnerable in front of women. Um, who, mm, the, yeah. who you're romantically interested in and maybe not feeling right. comfortable in front of other people in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, this wild, wild, wild series of consequences in Betty's plotline. Yeah. But the moving pieces behind Betty's plotline are, are a lot. Yes. So we've got... And she's now a vigilante trucker. Yeah. A murderer. She's posing as John. I don't to, know. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your plan is. But also, where did she get the semi? That's like a $600,000 truck. <laughs> Maybe she stole money from the FBI, and that's the story we're going to get. You don't rent those. <laughs> I believe you. That's funny. Where's Jughead? Um, Jughead vanished like Polly vanished. Where's Jughead? Um, Jug- Jughead vanished like Polly vanished. Yes. The that, plots converge. It's true. There is some merging Especially plot now that Betty is... Oh, there goes another siren. ...isolated in this step of her quest. It's neat. I hear it echo, and I hear it echo in the Zoom, and I hear it echo in my headphones, and I'll hear it echo in the podcast later. Coming to you live from Oak and Twelfth, <laughs> Riverdale Gang. <laughs> oh man, it's over. That was the episode. That was the half season. Yeah. That 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 blew by. That episode felt quick, and like punchy. That was a that was a mid season hiatus. It yep, sure was. was. I can't believe that was that solidly we have, done. We have to wait two and a half months for the next episode. I'm a little annoyed about no. it. That's you know, pandemic speed. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> like, remember, like, every once in a while, I just see in the local news, like, oh, yeah, Riverdale set shut down for three weeks due to, like, overload in the, in the COVID testing labs. Because, like, they need to test everyone a certain, like, a ridiculous amount of times and be able to do that without clogging infrastructure or they can't operate. Yeah. I'm... I, I'm just trying to be grateful for the TV I get. I'm accepting Falcon and the Winter Soldier for what it is. It's no WandaVision, but I'll give it a chance still. 
Yeah, um, I watching watching Sam because become Captain America is I'm I'm just 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 here for that basically. Yeah, I'm curious about that one as well. I just started um, the Irregulars, the sort of new iteration of the Sherlock mm. Holmes story told from the point of view of the Baker Street Irregulars with a little bit of the supernatural oh, cool. thrown in. Um, I don't know if I like it yet. The, um, the young actors are really fun to watch, and mm. um, that's really great so far, but um, I'm only about oh, two-thirds of the way through the episode, maybe less, but... Mm. Um, that's what I'm watching next, I think. And then um, I I watched this most recent episode of Sabrina, and it's really interesting. Um, uh, a friend of mine feels quite strongly that The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is anti-Semitic. And I don't mm. really know if I'm qualified to comment on that, um, but I do mm-hmm. think it's important to bring that into uh, the room. Uh, the character of Lilith is like very important to a lot of uh, Jewish culture and Jewish scholarship from my understanding <sighs> and um, I know that at one point in the season the quote unquote pentacles in the Church of Darkness are actually uh, Magandava they're actually Stars of David and yeah anyway um, there is a, an episode in this season where these very Gestapo type people are accusing witches of doing things that um, uh, Christians have accused jewish people of doing for a very long time and i just I, it was sitting really weird i have to say i definitely had her voice in my head for a lot of this season um there are That's also some things that i really lens. liked namely sabrina's Did wedding dress <laughs> when she um huh. gets married to a character that we will not discuss because spoilers <laughs> when she has that wedding whatever else happened yes around the um, wedding. And I'm trying to think I I'm trying to think what else I'm sort of doing for my pandemic media right now, but that might be kind for of for the next two and a half months. Yeah. Um I I a friend of mine made me watch is making me watch The Good Place and another friend of mine is making me watch Shit's Creek. So I think I'm going to be Yes, good. Uh, yes, good. You're you'll be in the you'll be in a comforting coma of peace and love. <laughs> That's a good collection of 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 hopefully last lockdown binge media. Um, Schitt's Creek gets way better after the first season. It picks up. If it's boring, just put it on the background. You're not missing anything. It picks up, and you'll know when. Okay, cool. I think I do know a couple of the uh, end game spoilers in that show, but... uh... Just makes it more delightful to watch from a different perspective. Yes. Watching it bloom. Well, gang, stay safe <laughs> over the next two and a half months. Um, we mm. are grateful to you. We know that there's about 200, averaging about 200 uh, regular listeners. And thank you so much for supporting the show. Please come back to us mm. in July. We're going we're gonna to give our opinions some more. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, thanks for the space and air to rant. It's yeah. a really fun way to process this show. It really is. I don't know if I would have kept watching this show if it hadn't been for the podcast, and I'm really glad I did. I really glad. I'm really glad for the for the conversations mm-hmm. that Ryan and I have been able to have uh, because we kept watching Riverdale and giving our opinion about it once a week. There continues to be more meat and more depth and more nuance and more cleverness than I ever expect in every episode, even the really hot, messy ones, <laughs> even when it goes really bad. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yep. All right, gang. I agree. Um, Ta for hiatus. Ta for hiatus. Stay well. Stay safe. Get vaccinated if you have access. Bye. Bye.